Hello, and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. You are listening live from the studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where the crowd is ready to rock and rock hard. And why not? Because tonight we are discussing the life and the music of the uh, supergroup Fleetwood Mac, which is uh, a favorite pretty much of every music lover, especially if you love great tunes from the 70s and 80s. Uh, Fleetwood Mac was uh, the undisputed kings of the charts for many years. and uh, But they also had a very colorful, colorful history prior to their chart domination in the uh, going back to their late sixties and early seventies as a pretty much as a psychedelic blues band. Um, and uh, we're going to talk all of those, uh, all that music tonight. So they, they really have quite a rich history, um, you know, and what they're up to today, which is, uh, pretty much uh, without uh, their, uh, their lead creative force. And of course, um, the uh, tragic passing last year, uh, or I think it was earlier this year. Was it, uh, was it in January of this year when Christine? No, I think it was last year. It was late last year that Christine yeah. McGill passed away. Um, so, uh, you know, just, uh, just a group just full of such talented people. Um, and um, we'll talk it all through uh, tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, I love Fleetwood Mac. Um, and you know, when it, when it comes to like first memories of Fleetwood Mac, now I came to them a little late, um, because my first memory of them was the album, the 80, I think it came out in 82 or 83 it was Mirage. And that had the hits Fleetwood, uh, that had the hits, um, Gypsy and Hold Me and Hold Me was my first memory because that yeah. was on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who are these guys? This is a good song. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, yeah. And Casey Kasem was like, and that's Fleetwood Mac moving up. The <laughs> With another Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie. Nick. I, that's my, by the way, a flawless impersonation of Casey Kasem. Um, but you thought Casey himself stepped right into the Jag Bag studio. But no, just, and all. Yeah. Um, but that was my first, and I don't think I bought Mirage, and and I don't think I bought Tango in the Night. That was their album that followed um, Mirage. I don't think I bought that either. But I remember also late at night they would play the song Tusk, um, <laughs> and I remember thinking that that I was pretty young. And I would listen to those late night radio programs, you know, where they would play like Roundabout by Yes. And uh, they'd play Alice Cooper songs and, and I like Kiss songs. I was like, oh, scary music. And I thought Tusk was like a part. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, here they come. <laughs> but it was just the USC marching band coming. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, I, and I don't think I bought rumors until, I don't think I really uh, discovered rumors. I mean, I knew the hits, 
And I think I discovered their greatest hits in college and listened to that quite a bit. And from there moved on to rumors and Tusk and landslide. And it wasn't until after that, that I discovered when, once I got to know our good friend, Scott Oaken, he was like, Hey, Beave, why don't you learn, really learn about Fleetwood Mac? Why don't you take out a number two pencil, go to room 222, sit next to Karen Valentine and Michael Constantine and learn something. Cause I'm going to, once again, to- Beave nailing the younger market with his room 222. The, everyone knows room 222, right? Um, a tough and gritty look at American education, the room 222, tackling the issues. Um, anyway, it was through my uh, adventures in room 222 with Scott Oaken that uh, he turned me on to Peter Green Fleetwood Mac, um, which sounds nothing like Buckingham Nick's Fleetwood Mac, but is uh, plenty of great, great music and very Chicago based too. So we'll get into all that. But those are my first memories of, of Fleetwood Mac. And that's kind of my, well, my first memory and then kind of like your timeline. My my Fleetwood Mac timeline, yes. Great. What about you? Well, growing up, I remember hearing all those rumors songs. I don't think we had the album, though. Yeah. But you knew Dreams, Don't Stop, Go Your Own Way. Right. You Make Loving Fun. I think I was familiar with all of those. Those are on like TV commercials when they had like the KTEL or the Ronco. Maybe. Best of the 70s. But I remember because that's like, you know, it's like 70, 78, 79 or whatever. I remember reading. That's when I really got into, you know, reading everything about music. And the anticipation was gigantic for Tusk. Yeah. So I, that's that's one of my first memories of them because I was like, oh, let's see how this is going to be. This is the long-awaited follow-up to Rumors. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, well, here's the song. Boom, 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 boom. Right. <laughs> and right. I think I ended up getting that album, but I think I ended up getting it for like a bargain price because even though it sold 4 million copies. Yeah, yeah. It was considered a disappointment. Uh, I think that was, yeah, that was probably the first one I ended up getting, but it was probably a couple of years after it came out. Cause I got it, you know, I probably got it at Rolling Stone for much cheaper than it was originally. <laughs> you know, um, I was uh, reading about the recording of Tusk and multiple sources have described the recording sessions of Tusk as a quote unquote, cocaine blizzard yeah the it would album I, was... <laughs> <laughs> there's a book that i was reading i didn't get to read the whole thing before the podcast but it's called get tusked which is about <laughs> the recording of tusk and that's exactly how it was yeah lots of cocaine breaks rewarding yourself with cocaine doing cocaine so you can last all night that's what it is yeah, it yeah. is. And I mean, I'll finish the book. I only read a few chapters, and pretty, pretty wild. Well, we'll talk about Tusk a little bit more in a minute. But I, I tell, yeah. besides the cocaine, it talks about some of the other things that were going on. Right. 
Um, so, so Tusk was really your introduction to the band. Well, I mean, yeah, all those rumors hits and then Tusk was the first one that I really listened to a lot. Yeah. We'll talk about Tusk, um, in a little bit, but those, um, I mean, but I mean, Fleetwood Mac's success is undeniable. They've sold 120 million albums worldwide. I mean, they are mm-hmm. as big as it gets. And, yeah, you uh, almost because you you try to. I mean, for me at least, you're like, oh yeah, there's 70s band, but in the 80s they were selling tons and tons of albums still. Huge, they're huge. Yeah. Um, Tango in the Night sold huge. I mean, that had all the little lies everywhere. Um. I mean, those were seven, all seven wonders, big seven, love, four pretty big hits, yeah. all big hits. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a and even uh, say you will. That was ninety seven. That did pretty well too. Mm-hmm. And the dance also. Um, have you ever seen them in concert? I never have. No, I haven't. I haven't. No. I've never seen them either. But they have so much going for them that makes them of interest to people because they have the mythology. Yep. And Stevie Nicks is like this icon for legend. And like, I feel like even more popular, just as popular today, Harry Styles is a unapologetic Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks fan. And I think he introduced her or he, he made the speech that inaugurated her into the Rock Hall of Fame. Yeah, like she's an influence on so many people. Very much so. It's just her, the way she is, I guess. There's something about her that's like her, like ethereal and makes her, makes her unique, I think. Very much so. She has a sound yeah. unlike any other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wait, yeah, because she's you, not like... If you listen to her voice, just probably without any music around it, it's not like the greatest voice in the world, but it's not like anybody else's really. I was going to say, you know exactly who is singing. Yeah. You know exactly who it is. Yeah. And, uh, and she's great on duets too. I mean, she just really has a great way to blend in, but then also like, you know who it is singing as well, which is, uh, that's a that's a that's not easy to do. Yep. So, um, yeah, she's definitely, um, yeah, she's definitely a living legend. Um, and her albums are all pretty good too, because I listened to all of hers. She's recently. got so many solo hits. But there's not. I mean, there's no. We're just talking about somebody else like that. You put like Black Crows. Like you put it on, you're like, yeah, yeah, I like this too. Even if it's songs you never heard of. Right. I gotta look it up. There's there's one album of hers that I had never listened to. I'm like, this is pretty good. And it didn't really I don't think it had any hits on it or anything, but is that that's not Belladonna, is it? No, because Belladonna has hits on it. Tons of hits. It's one of her one of her later ones that I like oh, okay. a lot. I feel like her solo stuff <clears throat> there were exceptions. Like I liked Edge of Seventeen. But I felt like her work with Fleetwood Mac was was always better, with the exception of "Stop Dragging My Heart Around" with uh, Tom Petty. 
and Trouble in Shangri-La. That's oh. that's a good album, and I had never heard it before. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard that either. Yeah, pretty good. Two thousand one, so really late. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Add it to the list, Beef, of these forgotten albums by famous artists. Yeah, who like? Ah, I don't think I'm gonna listen to that one. I I, uh, I stopped following them in the '90s. I mean, I did. I I I'll freely admit it. I think you know once we got in the '90s, I was like, oh, Fleetwood Mac, they're still together. You know, I'd moved on. I'd moved on to grunge, <laughs> and left Fleetwood Mac behind. <laughs> Said if Fleetwood Mac makes a they, grunge, they were shaken by that. B. They were shaken by your departure. I know that they uh, they said, "Wait, um, well, we, should we make a grunge album? <laughs> Maybe we should consider this." Uh, we're too old. Stevie Nicks, I don't like flannel, so that's another. <laughs> she said, no, "I refuse to." Are there any out. flannel scarves? Eddie Vedder's a jag. I'm not going to hang out with him. <laughs> Just so Beeve can be happy. <laughs> Don't think so. Uh, sorry, Stevie. <laughs> ah, apologies. But yeah, um, you know, uh, I think, you know, when it came to picking five favorite albums, um, did you pick any of their 80s albums? Or did you go? I picked one 80s album. I picked one solo album, too. Oh really? Oh you so you yeah, a little shocker for you, B. Oh man, that is your I picked two uh Peter Green era well records. Or as uh I should say, um when they first started out, they were actually the name of their band was Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac featuring Jeremy Spencer. That was the name of their <laughs> greatest band name ever. Uh, because that gets everybody in there. It gets McVie, Fleetwood, uh, Peter Green, and Jeremy Spencer. Yeah. It really just kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? But I've got two albums from that era. We didn't make very many. Just so crazy. I know. You want to do your top five first? I'll do my top five. Number one is Rumors. I think I'll let you. We'll talk about Rumors when when you because I'm sure it's on your top five as well. Uh huh. Um, number two is Tusk. Um, number three is the Peter Green uh, then uh, album, then play on. Um, then play on. Okay. Um, I think that's from '69, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. And um, it's really great. I mean, it's it's very um. Yep, you should listen to it on headphones because it's very guitar heavy. Um, I've listened to all of them, and the production but, is pretty you- cool. What's what's your favorite song on that album? Uh, oh well, that's the that's the track. Oh yeah, oh well, I know. You know, oh well, that's yeah, that's yeah, on yeah. there. So they have oh well part one and oh well part two. But the whole record is really kind of very blues. It's it's blues, and uh, there's some extended just guitar jams where he's just Peter Green is just going crazy, and then there's some like kind of um, you know very weird kind of spacey. It is. It's like psychedelic kind of stuff. But the the production is interesting. So the guitars float in from different angles and uh, there's kinds of, you know, weird echoes, especially with, you know, acoustic guitars and bass. And it's got an interesting sound to it. So that's my number three. 
number four is the self-titled album Fleetwood Mac with Buckingham and Nick's great. I mean, it it uh, pretty much hints. I prefer that to any of their '80s albums. Uh, their their the first Lindsey Buckingham. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fifth album. This is kind of a shocker, but I like it because it, they pretty much it's a cover of all old blues tunes. It's called In Chicago, mm. and it was Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac featuring Jeremy Spencer. Uh, <laughs> came to Chicago and recorded at the old uh, Chess Record Studio on South Michigan Avenue, there, right by, uh, which which is now right by McCormick Place. Um, and uh, if you if you're like ever at McCormick Place or where DePaul plays, uh, Wintrust Arena, there, you can just walk up. Um, I think Cermak or I think it's Cermak or uh, up to Michigan Avenue. And it's right there. Uh, the old studio where stones recorded and Fleetwood Mac and so many other British blues uh, bands who worshiped all those Chicago. Um, that's where they, that's where, I mean, so much musical history there. So Fleetwood Mac tried to cash in on that. It's really cool. Good. It's called in Chicago. And um, just really solid blues guitar. You know, Peter Green was a great, great guitar player. So that's my top five. So number five in Chicago. My number one is Tusk. To me, Tusk is Fleetwood Mac's White Album. Yep. And even the book I was reading, that's how they did it. Like... Stevie Nicks would come in excited and be like, I want to work on Sisters of the Moon today. Yeah. Or Christine McPhee would come in and be like, let's work on Brown Eyes. Yeah. Over and over. And then Lindsey Buckingham would, all right, let's, let's work on That's All for Everyone. Yep. So it was like, that's how, it wasn't like a, a team thing. And it's a double album, just like the white album. Yep. It's not an album that has tons of songs you've heard a lot. Right. And I like every song. It kind I, I, listen of, to, I listen to Tusk a lot. Tusk is great. So many good records. I think it was unfairly punished for, first of all, it wasn't it really expensive when it came out. Because no, it was sure. a double album. Yeah, yeah. And I think they had raised the prices on it and people were like, I'm not paying that for, you know, mm-hmm. and I think too, it was a little more experimental than yeah. rumors. And uh, I think Mick Fleetwood said he thanks Lindsay Buckingham for that, that they didn't come out with rumors too. Yeah. That Lindsay Buckingham was the, and even the few chapters I've read from that book, he was the driving force about that. He's like, I'm not, we're doing, we're, gonna, diff- we're doing we're things not, differently this time. We're not going to repeat ourselves. And maybe that didn't reward, not that they needed the money, but maybe it didn't reward them back then. But as far as what people think of Tusk now, yeah, he made the right decision. I think that people are coming back to it um, because I think, yeah, originally it was, was punished a little bit for not being rumors too. Even though you had the hits, 
Sarah's on there. Did a few hits, but those weren't everywhere, like the rumors ones were. True. Because it was just Sarah, Think About Me, Tusk. Is there anything else? I, I think that's... Know. Those are I those three. I, those are the three that I remember charting. And the only one I think that... I probably, you probably heard Sarah a fair amount, but not like any of the rumor songs. No, Sarah so that's was... Why you, can, you can put it on whenever and you're never like... There was never a period where I was like, ah, I can't listen to Tusk anymore. That's the thing. You never got sick of those songs. Right. So you just see, you can hear the gr- great songwriting and you're not like, uh, like Storms. I love Storms. And uh, we'll get to that song later, but um, I really yeah, like Tusk. Um, Only rumors I like better. Yeah. And again, another comparison to the White Album. It's, there's so many songs on it. Yeah. More Fleetwood Mac for your money. Agreed. So that's my number one. Number two is Fleetwood Mac. That's that great. Terrific, <laughs> terrific record. Yeah, this could have been a good number one, too. Because it has. I mean. No, oh, it's got all the. It's got um, Rhiannon over my head. Say You Love Me and Landslide. I mean, right there, those are... But then the deep cuts are great, too. Monday Morning, great. Sugar Daddy. Great song. Yeah. Blue Letter. Blue Letter is a jam. It's just, they they basically, like, captured 70s pop. They make good... That's just full of just hits. Radio-friendly, just... But I almost feel like, I don't even want to call it pop, because it's like... Pop as art. dismisses it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't look as it. it. It almost takes away the art from it. Well, Did you say world turning, world turning, warm ways. Songs. I mean, just yeah, it's not. This record's nonstop. It would not have been a bad choice for number one for me for that. But yep, Tusk has always been my favorite, so it's hard to uproot that one. Yep. And I put well, rumors third. Yep. Every everybody knows rumors, even the deep cuts now. Rumors, that's how popular Rumors is. I feel like I'm still a little tired of Dreams all these years later. Yeah. Like, and it's not a bad song. It's not like it comes on and I'm like, ugh. But you're I, like, I know this song backwards and forwards. I'm I much more... I probably need to hear it again, but it's not like I dislike it. Right. But that's, I'm, that's never going away, ever. I'm much more sick of Don't Stop and Go Your Own Way. Those are the two songs that I'm much more like. Uh, dreams, dreams is the one for me, mm-hmm. but still a great album. Yes, can't deny it. Uh, uh, four, I put Tango in the Night, and we talked about the hits on there. Mm-hmm. Big Love, Seven Wonders, Little Eyes, Everywhere. But I feel like it's a step down from Rumors and Fleetwood Mac and Tusk. It's got so a like, little. It's good, but it's not. You know, it's a little slick. Little 80s is slick. Yeah, but I like it. I like it enough. So that was my choice. I was kind of going back and forth with that. And I feel like they're behind 80s. the mask. Yep. Because they're kind of the same. And I don't want to put both of them in there. So I just pick one of them. Right. You know what I probably would have put if I listened to it more, but I feel like it would be cheating is Bear Trees is really good. Mm-hmm. I put a bunch of those on a 
Fleetwood Mac playlist I did. Not the one I'm doing for this because that one's shorter. Right. Like, they're all really because I was listening to it again today. Like all the, my playlist. Right. These bare tree songs are great. I just, but I, I again, I felt like I'd be cheating to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. But I think if I keep listening to bare trees a lot, that might bump bump Tango and I out. But my fifth, my surprise choice for number five is Lindsey Buckingham, self-titled, came out two years ago. Oh, that, that I've, you've mentioned this before on the podcast. And it was, I was like, I was listening to it again today and I'm like, this is a great album. So he's a, uh, he's a strong songwriter. I mean, he's always had, always has been. Mm-hmm. And Stevie Nicks has been too. So, you know, them working together. Yeah. You knew they were just going to pump out hits. Yeah. It's uh, Santa Rosa. Just listen to a couple songs for people. I don't mind. Scream. Just to name like three. But if you like Fleetwood Mac, you'll like his self-titled. Oh, um, yeah. So there you go. There's my five. I remember that before I was really looking forward to the Fleetwood Mac m- Mirage because, and so I guess I should really kind of back. Well, Mirage was, I think I considered too. It was like Mirage, Tango and a Night Behind. I like, I like Mirage. Yeah. Um, the thing about that was that you had some Stevie Nicks solo songs that came out in between Tusk and Mirage. Mm-hmm. And also Lindsey Buckingham. Remember his song Trouble? Yep. Yep. They come in trouble. <laughs> that was his biggest hit. I'm gonna give some solos. They come in <laughs> I'm gonna give some Fleetwood Mac solo stats in a little bit. But I remember thinking, wow, they were like in, in they're both in Fleetwood because I love that song and I loved Stop yep. Dragging My Heart Around. Mm-hmm which was a jam. And I think there were a couple other Stevie Nicks solo records in that. But I remember thinking, wow. So they're in Fleetwood Mac, which is like the big super group. When they get together, the sparks will fly. <laughs> so, but I really did like Mirage when it came out that had. No, that, it's, I mean, they're, it's almost, they're almost comparable to Stevie wonder. Like Stevie wonder seventies is just amazing. Yeah. His 80s stuff is good, but compared to 70s, not. But they're good. That's how Fleetwood Mac is, I think. The the 80s, the stuff about the 80s music is I think it's just too slick. And there's like that 80s sound. So like it's too digital. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like there's computers involved and you just take some of the emotion out of it. That's, I think, what makes Rumors such an amazing record is because you hear that emotion coming out and which has been well documented in that both the two couples within the band were going through divorces. So (laughs) you're showing up to work. I mean, tension has just got to be just thick um, during the recording of that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you just, and that adds to the legends. Just that's not something you can buy. Yeah. If you've got all that, like, you know, you're putting all that emotional weight into these lyrics. Um, it just can't help but and you're great musicians and songwriters to start with. You just can't help but be a winner. 
So, and then you hear it in Tusk too, because they're like, uh, I, I shouldn't be with you. I'm showing up with my new boyfriend, Dennis Wilson. Uh, yeah, the, the Dennis Wilson stuff. John McVie's got to be like, too. John McVie had just got to be like, oh, this is a step down. Okay. You went from me to a guy who can barely keep it together, <laughs> even though he's in the <laughs> ways. But in the book, they're like, oh, Dennis Wilson was funny and he could talk about music. And I wouldn't get in a car with him. So <laughs> I got to finish it. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Get tusked for people who want to read more about it. I do want to read it. Yeah. I'll lend it, lend it to you when I'm done. Cool. I yeah. want to read it. Um, one last thing about Tusk. They said that... Um, uh, that one night where they had like the, this unbelievably sumptuous dinner with uh, enough champagne and cocaine to, you know, uh, feed, you know, several families um, uh, apparently like cost more than their very first album that Fleetwood Mac made that one <laughs> night of like, <laughs> that's just, but that was the seventies. That was the excess. Yeah. And just the debauchery. Mm-hmm you know, of the times and uh, which had never been seen before. Nobody was spending that kind of time and money. And I think it Tusk took a long time to record. Didn't it not? It took. Yeah. I mean, it was, that's why, that's why I remember when I was a kid, it was such a highly anticipated album. It just, people were waiting for it. Yeah. And then it came out and it just didn't, it did. I mean, like I said, it didn't do poorly, but compared to rumors, it did. But it was not rumors. Yeah. I guess it didn't take that long because let's see. It came out. I think it was it only took two years. Rumors came out in '77. And Tusk came out in '79. Right. It wasn't like Chinese democracy. <laughs> yeah. It was like a. Well, it's kind of like the bloated double album. That but it was, was the '70s. Stereo. Though. Yeah. Yeah. The 70s, everybody was putting out an album a year. So I guess maybe that's why it felt like a long wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who is your favorite Fleetwood Mac member? I, I don't know, Beef. This was hard. I was thinking about it. <laughs> I have some candidates. While you're deciding, uh, I, I do have some candidates. I mean, we talked about Lindsey Buckingham and, and Stevie Nicks. Um, and also Christine McVie. Uh, but I do want to talk about some of the old uh, Fleetwood Mac uh, members who, uh, sh- uh, shall we say, uh, were um, colorful. Uh, <laughs> the first being uh, Peter Green himself. Uh, Your hero. Uh, my, my hero. He went wrong just because he took some German LSD. I mean, everyone knows. Don't, We've all done that. But, um, yeah, he uh, basically... Uh, 1970, uh, he was actively using LSD and the band was touring Europe and, uh, he experienced a bad acid trip at a hippie commune in Munich. And if you've ever been to a Munich hippie commune, and I think we all have, I mean, I've been to a Munich hippie commune. And those, first of all, those German hippies are not to be trifled with. And um, 
according to the band's manager at the time, he said the truth about Peter Green and how he ended up, which, I mean, he ended up unable to really function. Very sad story about Peter Green. And he died recently. Kind of a Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett gets a lot of the attention for, you know, losing his faculties due to heavy drug use. But Peter Green at least made a little bit of a comeback. He did. Sid Barrett just got institutionalized, I think. Sid Barrett never left his parents' uh, garden until the day he died. Um, But, uh, yes, Peter went to this uh, Munich hippie commune and, according to his manager, took some very bad, uh, very uh, impure LSD and was never the same again. And uh, the name of the commune was the High Fish Commune with a K. And when you go to the High Fish Commune, uh, do not offer, do not drink any drinks that are offered to you. Uh, I think that's the lesson, one that Peter Green learned the hard way. Um, another, uh, another member, Jeremy Spencer, who was in. Uh, Part of the title of the band, Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac featuring Jeremy Spencer. Uh, Jeremy Spencer, while the band was on tour, he left one night and he said, yeah, I'm just going to go get a magazine and never returned. (laughs) Never came back. And this what happened to Jeremy. Uh, He went off and joined a religious cult and stayed in the religious cult uh, for years. It wasn't like a... He just wasn't going off for the night. Um, he really uh, took the plunge. We kind of left the band in the lurch. Um, and uh, this was shortly after they recorded. Did you know that the old Fleetwood Mac or Peter Green wrote Black Magic Woman? Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. So Black Magic Woman and then Green Manalishi, which I yeah. just knew from Judas Priest. Yeah. But I discovered a few years ago that it was Fleetwood Mac. That's also on uh, that Fleetwood Mac album, then play on. Yeah. Uh, that Green Man Alishi is on that album mm-hmm. as well. That's a good album. Um, yeah. Did you know that uh, Mick Fleetwood and George Harrison were brothers in law? No, I did not know that. No, that's how, um, I mean, that's how in uh, you know, the scene they were. And the Beatles, uh, when they heard, Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac featuring Jeremy Spencer. They said, oh, let's try and get them on our new Apple Records label. Yeah. And tried to sign them. Uh, it never worked out. They went with Badfinger. Badfinger is worth a Jag Bags podcast because that is, talk about a colorful story. Um, they went with Badfinger instead. Um, but uh, so if, you know, so I mean they have so many like colorful band members. I don't know. I you know I I think I'd have to go with Stevie Nicks. I really do have to go with Stevie Nicks as my favorite. Um, well, before I make my, before I make my decision. Oh, okay. There's like, I feel like there's four versions of Fleetwood Mac, right? Yeah. You got the original one with Peter Green. Then you got that mid version where Bob Welch is in it. Bob Welch, right. And then you get Buckingham and Nick's joining. The, the famous uh, 
version that everyone knows. And then the later versions where it's variations, including the one that they're kind of doing now with Neil Finn and Mike Campbell. Crazy. With Lindsey Buckingham being kicked out. They fired him. Yeah. So there's like four Fleetwood Macs. <laughs> it's like a, it's what, 50 something years. Yeah. And there's, it's just weird you're reading about it because you're, because growing up, you're like, oh, Fleetwood Mac, there's kind of this new band. Yeah. Even when Rumors came out, they're on version three by then almost. <laughs> and a totally different sound, totally different. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like I used to say, because it was like bluesy. And then I hate seeing pop, but yeah, more accessible, I guess. Well, they uh, th- that they were like a Southern California FM, um, you know, uh, pop band, but with a strong kind of like roots in the whole album or AOR kind of market. Yes, right. You know, and you very, to the whole album. They weren't the, even though they had a lot of hits, they weren't a hits group. Yeah, so they were very much a part of that Laurel Canyon, Southern California. Um, you know, Don Henley Eagles, that kind of like rock royalty scene where they, you know, went to all the right parties and took the best drugs and, you know, were just a scene maker at all times. So, um, which was a total departure from Mick Fleetwood. I mean, how many parties, wild parties has that guy been to in his life? I mean, it's gotta be. You know, for, of of all from like German uh, hippie communes to uh, you know, you know, Southern California hedonistic, uh, you know, cocaine. I mean, he's another he's guy that too. We, I got. I have his book. I got to read his book too. He'd be a candidate for favorite member. I mean, that guy's seen it all. They, yeah, it's it's amazing. They all made it through. I know. I know. <laughs> just and they i mean I, I mean peter green didn't but that was so early but stevie nicks and lindsey buckingham and mick fleetwood all made it through and christy mcvee i mean she died last year but she's 75 none of them she, none of them died tragically or anything with all the drama and all the drugs yeah and everything going on just the hazards of being a rock star and they all Total rock star. They all made it through. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, for me, my favorite. So I wrote down. I wrote down Christine Stevie Lindsay. Uh, Christine, her voice is so great. I think her singing on the Fleetwood Mac songs is my. Um. Maybe her one. Her songs are my favorite. I think. Oh, Christine McVie songs. She has yeah. so many of them. Yeah, the, the Fleetwood Mac ones are so great. Mm-hmm. Her solo career, not much going on in that. Yeah, yeah. And Stevie Nicks, again, I talked about her albums are good. So it's pretty close. And, I, you know, I think a lot of people would probably pick her as their favorite. Well, you would pick her as your favorite. I picked Stevie Nicks, yeah. Because there's so many things about her. Mm-hmm. She's the pioneer. 
she's the sex symbol. She's the ethereal goddess. She's you yeah, know. with the with the uh, the ro- with the robes and the uh, yeah the, and, the hair. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna pick Lindsay Buckingham. And the reason He's kind I'm of the brains, him, kind of the brains of the group. Yeah, I think he drove the group, and the guy never stops making music. Yeah, He's he has a, a ton of solo albums, and I, I like his solo albums too. I just yeah. mentioned the self-titled one; I like a lot. But his, his other ones are good too. He's got. So an, I'm, he, I'm going with Lindsay. Uh, it's a strong choice. Can't really go wrong. Mm-hmm. Should we do the uh, playlists? Yeah, let me just give some stats before yes. we do the playlists. Yes. So this is just purely on hits. Fleetwood Mac, 18 hits. These are top 40. And nine top 10. One number one hit, Dreams. Stevie Which is pretty Nicks. wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you think they had more because you heard all their songs. Yeah. Because they're an album band. They're not a hits band. Right. So you think there's more than there are because they play them on FM. You hear them all the time. Yeah. Stevie Nicks, this is, they're pretty, Stevie Nicks is pretty close to them. 12 top 40 hits, five top 10 hits. Stevie Nicks alone. Yeah. Her highest charter was Stop Dragging My Heart Around, number three. Jam. And then Lindsey Buckingham, he only had two. Trouble, which we mentioned, which was number nine. And Go Insane was also a hit. That's a good song. But you should have more hits. Holiday Let's Road see. from National Lampoon's uh, Vacation. That's a- uh, Yeah, I thought that would have been a hit, but good, no. Good song. Yeah. But like I said, if you're a fan, listen, listen to his solo albums. And then Christine McVie, she had two hits off the same album. Her, yeah, her solo career. I feel like her solo career should have been better. She had but a couple of solo like, hits. Well, they're on the same album. Yeah. She had got, got a hold on me. That's the one. That's a pretty that good was, song. That's a good song. That is a good song. That's number 10. That hit number 10. Yeah. And then she had Love Will Show Us How. Right. But I, I feel like her ambitions weren't like everybody else's. Because... Lindsey Buckingham, he always wants to make music, but he doesn't care if it's accessible or not. I think he's just doing what he wants. And Stevie Nicks, I think, is so creative that she always wanted to keep doing stuff too. No doubt. But her her stuff is appeals more to the bigger audience than Lindsey Buckingham. But I feel I like Christine McPhee probably was just like, eh. <laughs> I feel it. Let's do it. I got but you know what else I read about go. her that was surprising? So when she was Christine Perfect, because that's her real name. Yeah. She was like voted top British artist two years in a row. Did you know that? No. Like what? So she had a ton of talent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she her voice is amazing. Yeah. But I feel like she was like Fleet Max enough. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do a little bit of solo, but I mean Or maybe she just liked being part of a group. But I, I got to mention one more Fleetwood Mac solo artist, and that's Bob Welch. 
Bob with four top 40 hits. So he had more than Lindsay and Christine, including Sentimental Lady, which was originally a Fleetwood Mac song that he re-recorded, and that hit number eight. Yeah, as a super popular... What else? What were some of his other hits? There was like Ebony, wasn't it? Ebony Eyes. I love that song. Ebony Eyes. That's a great song. I had two other ones. I got to look them up, though. I don't know them offhand. Yeah. He had... Yeah, they definitely had... Um... I love Cold World, which I don't really know. And Precious Love. was Precious Love. I know that one. Yeah. Very 70s, all as super 70s, kind of not verging on schmaltz, but never quite. Fleetwood Mac, you could never accuse them of being schmaltzy. No, Mm-mm. the only thing you the worst thing you could accuse them of is being like maybe a little overproduced in the 80s. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and then overplayed, but that's not totally their fault. No. Picking a playlist would be hard, and I kept it to Fleetwood Mac only. I did not include solo stuff. I was just going to say I did I did two different ones. <laughs> oh, so you did solo playlist and then yep. a, uh, a Fleetwood Mac playlist. Yeah. You want me to do my solo one first? Yeah. So solo, I did Holiday Road. Jam. Stand Back. Jam. God, I should have put Bob Welch on this one. I don't think I did. Oh, my mistake. Uh, Bob has been faxing me saying. Oh, man. This... I, love, I love Sentimental Lady and Ebony Eyes. I'm Ron, cool. Ron Ron is like, whoa. Let get, <laughs> get the shovel. Lots of faxes coming in from outraged Bob Welch fans. And what an oversight. Uh, sorry, uh-huh. Bob. Stand back. <laughs> Got a hold on me. If anyone falls... Edge of 17, Violet and Blue off the Against All Odds soundtrack. I love um, Edge of 17, just to go back. Not Too Late, which is a Lindsay Buckingham song that you might not be familiar with. Yeah. Santa Rosa, which I mentioned earlier. Here we go. In My World, which is Lindsay and Christine McVie, the album they did together. Excellent song. Uh, Talk to me. That's a great song. Whenever I call you friend, Stevie and Kenny Loggins. And finally, Fire in the Twilight, Wayne Chung. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Very tragic what happened to Bob Welsh. I didn't realize his death was, uh, was ruled a suicide. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I read that today. I was like, Very oh, sad. Yeah. Very sad. Mm-hmm. You want to do your Fleetwood Mac and then I'll do mine? Yes. Uh, I'll do. So my Fleetwood Mac is, my first song is Rhiannon. It opens their greatest hits album. I think it's uh, a good way to open this one. Second is Landslide from the, uh, I love Landslide. Mm-hmm. I think it did pretty Talk well. Song that's been covered by everyone. I know. Uh, third is the chain. Love the chain mm-hmm. from Rumors. Fourth is Storms from Tusk. Another Stevie tune. I, I think probably one or more underrated 
you never hear. Oh yeah, for sure. You never hear. People Husk is an endless mine of quality songs that you yeah. don't hear. Don't hear enough. Yeah, Storms is great. Uh, Closing my eyes from uh, uh, then play on. It's uh, Peter Green, mm-hmm. um, and it's very, uh, <clears throat> very spacey, very cool, cool vocals, cool guitars. Um, then Dreams, uh, which uh, Len is completely sick of. So I, won't, <laughs> I won't sing it for you now, but please check out my jazz version of Dreams. From, Some of this girl on uh, Instagram got a recording contract because she sang a version of dreams while she was drinking ocean spray because there was some guy who who did some something on instagram where he was on a skateboard drinking ocean spray so she decided to drink ocean and sing dreams and she has a really good voice and it just went viral and she got a record, record contract out of it incredible yep that's what you got to do these days. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think if I tried to drink ocean spray and get on a skateboard, I would wind up in the hospital. <laughs> um, absolutely in the emergency room. You'd be like, ah, but my urethra feels great. What is this 53 year old man doing <laughs> on a skateboard? <laughs> um, so, yeah, at least, so at least drink cran grape, which is delicious. <laughs> or cran cherry. He is completely cleaned out, but oh, we're not yeah. going there. Let's just uh, <laughs> get off bodily fine. I swore as I got older, I would never talk about um, uh, any inner workings. Uh, let's move on. Uh, my next song after Dreams is Say You Love Me. I'm giving Christine a little bit of love there. That is my favorite, Christine McVie. Um, well, it's not fantastic song. Probably is my favorite. Um, then uh, "Hold Me" um, from the album Mirage. Next song, "Back to Tusk." I love this song. That's all for everyone. Great. Um, which is a, and the reason I like it is because it's a very Beach Boys kind of uh, tune, and it's just not hard to think of Dennis Wilson kind of like. Oh, this is cool. You should try. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Lindsey Buckingham writing something to try and impress him because I know that he was a huge Beach Boys fan. Huge. Beach yeah, Boys. maybe, maybe. I'll keep reading the Tusk book and I'll see if they have any info on that. I know that, uh, um, you know, that's all for every, or I know that uh, that's all for everyone has been um, kind of uh, cited as their most Beach Boys influenced mm. tune. Um, and like they're like early 70s Beach Boys late 60s kind of stuff I love that song uh, and then my last two the uh, Gold Dust Woman um, have you ever heard Hole's version of Gold Dust Woman? yeah I think so awesome mm-hmm. um, that's when I was like that is a jam and I'm going back to rumors because uh, I need to like listen to Gold Dust Woman again that's also Stevie yeah and then finally uh i ended with oh well um which is just that's just a blues straight up peter green blues jam so uh 45 minutes that is my fleetwood mac playlist good good playlist beef i think i only have one repeat oh i have 
Save Me a Place, which is my favorite Fleetwood Mac song. Me a place. <laughs> Beavis emoting. He really seems grungy, though, with the shirt he's wearing. I, I got the play. Like a grunge version of Save Me a Place. Yeah, Stevie Nicks didn't want to do that. Fleetwood Mac didn't want to do their grunge album, so I am going to put the grunge <laughs> into Save Me. Save Me a Place. <laughs> We've just ruined Save Me a Place here on Jay. Completely. Right. Soiled That's it. That's right. Listen to the Fleetwood Mac version, not me and Beeb. Not us going. Not me and Beeb being grungy. It's right, so. more like bad creed. <laughs> and that's bad. You put you make loving fun. Great song. My only repeat of yours, say you love me. Great song. Sarah. Did you know that that song, when uh, Fleetwood, when Stevie Nicks says, guys, here's uh, or, uh, Don Henley and um, Lindsey Buckingham. I've got a song. I want you to hear it. It's called Sarah. It's 16 minutes long. Wow. So, uh, Liz, and if you think of like Taylor Swift's All Too Well, which is 10 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, they're like, really love the courage. 16 minutes seems a little long. Maybe you should <laughs> cut it a little I told uh, my daughter, Jesse, that, and they're like, why did she kowtow to the men? <laughs> Should have just been uncompromising. 16 minutes, you're a jag off. Such kowtowing. I know. Anyway. And he, I well, love, it's funny you said that because I love Sarah, Sarah on the album is like five minutes something. Yeah. And when they released a single, they cut it to like three something. Yeah. What's a great song? I love it. Then Monday morning. Great song. Great over song. my over my head. No, Christine. Uh Say You Will. Awesome song. I was listening to Say You Will today. I'm like, that is a really good song. Yeah. Like the latest of Fleetwood Mac. But I really like it. Think about me. Uh secondhand Tusk. News. Yep. Secondhand news. Jam. Uh another Lindsay Deep Cut from Tusk. What makes you think you're the one? Good song. Great song. World Turning from the self-titled album. Yep. Great Blue song. Letter Great from the song. self-titled album. Ultimate Jam. Big Love. Looking out for love. And to finish up, Fire in the Twilight by Wang Chun. <laughs> Len's Len's playlists are consistent. Suffer <laughs> uh, Bird Backrack. We we give him all the respect. I thought is no truth to the rumor that Fire in the Twilight was actually written by Bird Backrack. <laughs> Could be given to <laughs> Wang Chung. <laughs> Could be. Good good list, Len. That's a good one. Hey, before we finish, I just thought of this. Let's name, I mean, if we haven't named it already, let's name some Fleetwood Mac ones, some deeper cuts that people should listen to. Uh, okay. Yes. Um, well, you named it. You had a lot of great deep cuts from Tusk. Yeah. So what Tusk? In, Let me see if uh, I can find a few more. From Tusk, I'm scrolling through one of my 
huge, my huge Fleetwood Mac list. No, just not just Tusk. Well, not that funny off Tusk. Really good. We didn't name that one. Angel, another good Tusk song. Excellent. We didn't say Gypsy. I don't even know how deep of a cut that is, but Gypsy. That was a hit. Great Fleetwood Mac song. We had a tough we had to mention today. I like Love is Dangerous. That was a hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gypsy's awesome. Love in Store from Mirage, also really good. What's the World Coming to? That's like later Fleetwood Mac. That's another one I I was listening to. I'm like, this is really good too. Yeah. Never forget. I'm basically naming all Tusk. What can I say? Never forget off Tusk. Excellent record. Excellent record. Excellent song. The uh, I want to get yeah. Here, here's some of the ones I wanted to get to. Here's a bunch. Listen to Bare Trees. The the self uh, the title track. Homeward Bound. Danny's Chant. Child of Mine and Spare Me a Little of Your Love. All great. Yeah. Um. Just like, I love Fleetwood Mac, so this was fun to go deep on them. The ones that I'll mention is um, uh, Can't Go Back. That's from Mirage. Um, and then uh, Caroline, that's from Tango in the Night. That's a good song. And um, and then I, there was one more that I really that I really liked. You know, we didn't uh, we didn't talk about I don't want to know mm-hmm. from uh, rumors, but I do yeah. love that song. That's yeah, it's a jam, and uh, it's kind of just a quick, perfect uh, little pop song, and yeah, it gets overplayed a lot, but that that song rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just one one last one for me. Not really, not the deepest of cuts, but when Christine McVie passed away, I heard this song a lot including like cover versions of it. And that was songbird. Beautiful song. Yeah. Great song. I mean, that's her voice. It just, her voice, her voice is a one that gives you goosebumps sometimes the way she just hits the notes and everything. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And, and her songwriting too, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's very, yeah. You like, especially her ballads, you kind of stop what you're doing and really pay attention. How about, how about just the balls to go? I'm going to write this song about my new lover being better than you were. I mean, <laughs> rough. And this was the 70s. Not like rough. her and her and Stevie Nicks were badasses. Oh, yeah. Just like amazing. You, yeah. uh, Stevie Nicks is coming in with her 16 minute song, which basically <laughs> is yelling at Don Henley like you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then christine mcvee is like yeah you know my new guy does he does it better does it for me more than you <laughs> you inadequate sot <laughs> yeah that's but that's their appeal yeah well you know and the fact that uh, that was pretty pretty ballsy of fleetwood mac to bring on two women into the band and make it that was that was not something you didn't see a lot of it was i mean it existed but like and it was like it was like 
three stars though. It was like Lindsay, Stevie, and Christine were the stars. Mm-hmm. And, Nick and John McVie were more in the background. Yeah, the rhythm section. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like sort of a nod too to um, you know, Southern California, like the mamas and the papas, you know, also, you know, men and women in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like going after them for like that. But like just those- to trust to go, we're going to put you out in front. We're going to listen. We're going to listen to all your songs and yeah, just the way it all works somehow with it. <laughs> just man is going on and the harmonies to what era it was. It's just crazy. And the harmonies, they recognize that like men and women singing together sounded pretty great. Yeah. And uh, cause their harmonies are tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, have we forgotten anything on no, but this was very fun to do the deep dive on yeah and i will update people if, as i continue to read get tusked and then i will tackle the mick fleetwood book at some point too if i can find out anything new i will let you the jag bags listener know uh what is on tap for next week that uh, our listeners both diamond and uh, regular listeners can uh, look forward to. We're going to talk about Jack White. Excellent. One of our favorite guests, Sherry Adams. Oh, that'll be a good one. So keep it here for that, for more musical expertise. And if you uh, are not familiar with Sherry Adams, check out uh, Jag Bags. She's been on to talk uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. Tom Petty, and that's that's it, right? She, yeah, yeah. This will be your third. One. This will be your third appearance. Um, oh wait, who did you who did you say? It was Petty. I know, she, I know she talked John Mellencamp and Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, those were the two. Yeah. So there wasn't a third. No, I don't there think was. So. Yeah. She didn't come on and talk about Wang Chung. Not uh, yet. Soon. Soon. Oh. Thirty-eight seeds special. are being planted. She didn't come on and talk thirty-eight special. That was just me. I wouldn't let her. <laughs> And the I your, can discuss 38 special. That was all yours, Beef. That was uh, the Christmas uh, extravaganza. Uh, we'll keep it here for that. And then also, thanks very much for tuning in. Um, we can be found on uh, pretty much any viable podcast platform. So type in Jag Bags Podcast. We'll pop right up. Uh, find your platform hit subscribe and you will receive award-winning content delivered to your device twice a week. Uh, so many awards. Oh, we've received several awards. Trophy cases everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, it's an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> many, many are very jealous of us. Um, Ron Ron is building a new tra- trophy case as we speak. Oh, I mean, we are about to accept. Uh, Nicholson. We're presenting accept- us with an award from Northwestern. Yeah, we're going to accept our latest award from the Purple uh, Points Society. We're uh, <laughs> up in Evanston, um, thanks to our tireless coverage of NU Hoops. Um, and uh, the fact that we are in our 50s, continuing to talk about college-age uh, athletes. Um, so uh, they, they're giving us participation. Purple Cup. going to be awesome. Uh Finally, uh, please follow us on the social medias. Uh, we are on Facebook. 
We're on Twitter and we're on on Instagram. So follow us there. Please talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your thoughts on Fleetwood Mac or on John Mellencamp or, um, you know, next week we're going to uh, be talking about Jack White. If there's a favorite Jack White song of yours, let us know. We'll put you into the pod. Um, and if there's a topic or a band that you want to discuss, maybe you uh, would like to say under no circumstances should you discuss Wang Chung, but instead we want to hear much more Lover Boy. Why don't you do a podcast on Lover Boy? Should we pick uh -oh. Lover Boy uh -oh. or any other band? We'll send you a Jag Bags t-shirt so that you may continue to rewrite fashion rules uh, with your Jag Bags t-shirt. So drop us a line. Let us know. We want to hear from you. And thanks as always for listening. When you're ready to listen, put a little Jag Bags in your ear.